Welcome everybody to another episode of Fun with Dumb. Um, I feel really great today because the whole crew is back together and we have a very special guest that a lot of us have different relationships with in different periods of our lives, especially me and Rick has known her, I would probably say 12 years, 10 years. Pretty long, pretty long. Pretty time. long time. Yeah. I would say longer than most acquaintances that we have Wonder. in our circles, you know. Um, and she is one of the biggest produced female producer DJs Woo. in the Talk world. Shit. No. You know, Talk and uh, and she is someone we've been proud of for a very long time. Steph, you've been okay. Biggest DJ in the world. No, uh, uh, Toki Monster. Toki, Ooh, baby. Uh, thank you for coming, Toki. Um, as you, what a lot of people don't know is actually we did an episode. And you lost the producer it. I was working with at the time mm. lost the file. They're actually like deleted the file. He was really ashamed, and mm. I I felt really bad too. Like I was kind of pissed, but things happen. Things yeah. happen. Things happen, and um, just wasted two hours of her life, you know. Yeah. But. So I, I I never it told. Wasn't a waste. I never told Toki too. I never like texted her and was like, "Yo, my bad." Like we didn't delete. I was like. Maybe she just won't notice for a while. Yeah. <laughs> did you notice? No, I don't uh, actually, I probably didn't did mind because I remember thinking, like, man, I feel like, like I dressed bad that day or something. I was like, <laughs> I was like, I hope it takes them a while fine. to post it because I'm not sure. I hope like people don't watch that one. But now it's good because we get a redo. And yeah. we get a redo plus all the equipment is high, higher quality. High yeah. quality like maybe. the studio's brighter, the cameras are better, and um, you know, <laughs> two years have passed and yeah. there's more the things that's happened for you know? sure. Um, but Tokimons, thank you for coming on the show. Um, <laughs> Okay. The slow, the slow yeah, the slow clap. But where does it go from there? There's only three people. It doesn't yeah. go anywhere from there. Um, Jen, how are you? I'm good. You know, just like out here doing this right now. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I want to talk to you because you feel, I feel like you're in a good place because you've been dropping some like self-care like gems on, on, on Twitter. And I'm not kidding you guys. If you guys don't follow her on Twitter, like follow it because they're really good. Yeah. They're dead ass good. Yeah. So uh, where, where has this been coming from? You've always been positive, but I feel like last year too, there's been some gems you've been dropping. Yeah. You know what it is? It's just like times are hard. People usually like Twitter is amazing because a lot of people say funny shit. People say controversial shit. You get to catch people right before they get canceled or something, you know, but there's still space for like some like good things, positive things, things that like remind you that you can relate to other people instead of feeling like someone's so separate than you. Right. Yeah. So I just started doing that mostly because, you know, people just ask you for advice or you got these thoughts that you tell yourself to keep you grounded. And I was like, I'll just post it. Mm. Yeah. Just post them. And no, then they do pretty it. good. I love it. I love it. Your energy has been very, very positive for a long time. And you play so many like you play a lot of festivals, right, that have, like, that kind of vibe, too. A very positive hippie vibe. Yeah. You mean, like, raves? <laughs> well, well, raves in general, but particularly, like, lib or something like that. Yeah, That's yeah. a little bit more even that. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, there's a little bit of that, like, hippie Burning Man kind of vibe. And just, you know, it's like 2021. There's, like, this one side where there's so much. We are facing so much negativity and all this, like, really harsh, brutal, like, uh, I guess the the most honest side of the worst part of people. Right. Yeah. And then, right. yeah, there is this other side where everyone, like, I feel like it's like no one wants to say the word woke anymore because it's like turned into a weird thing. But people are like more conscious of their feelings and more communicative. Like, I see like 20 year olds being like, you know what? I like, 
I'm just not ready to be your boyfriend or girlfriend. There's no like, let's wait like four days to text someone back. And it's like, they don't do that anymore. I, I like I'm, that. 20, yeah, like young people. Yeah, being yeah. Like, I'm just, I just gotta grow first. Like, you know, like that's yeah. like a very mature thing to approach relationships. I respect where you're coming from, but I'm just not ready yet. Yeah, yeah. How, how has the wokeness changed the music space? How do you think? It kind of depends, right? But I feel like right now everyone's going through like a super psychedelic phase mm. in all music. You look yeah, at all true. these rappers, suddenly I'm like, you guys like deal to some DMT? Like you can just right, see it in right, all their right, visuals. Right. So I feel like the pandemic has been like a very psychedelic time for a lot of people. So it's like kind of like broke people. Like you sipping lean? It's like, no, nah, it's just shroom tea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, do, you real. Think, do you think it's going to continue into like the year when people are partying and whatnot? Or I mean, people are going to still be switching? back on their shit. You know, it's, it's fun to be back in society for that, but I think I think a lot of people did some growing. We had nothing else to do, so yeah. just to self-reflect. It doesn't mean you have to groan, but at least right. to look at yourself and be like, what am I going to do? Uh, I want to kind of take it back to when we first met you, too. I feel like at the time, I probably maybe knew three female producers, producers and DJs exactly. at the time. Yeah. you know, And you were one of them, and you were like playing the local... Uh, scene with beat battles and whatnot, mm -hmm. you know, like I feel like now in the music space, it's been over 10 years now and there's been a huge change in specifically in the rap space. It's like women dominated. Yeah. Like, would you say has the same thing has happened for like the producer and DJ scene or what? There's a lot more now. I think that if you, I mean, I've always been really optimistic, right? Like it kind of wasn't the scene where they made it easy for you to thrive as a female, mm. you know, like being in rap is like, like that world is especially kind of, you know, just like historically misogynistic, right, et cetera, right, right. et cetera. But you just give a woman opportunity to shine and they're going to show you what they can bring to your world, mm. you know? And now with producing like people actually like even like a wonder girl or something, you know, mm. um, people are like, Oh yeah, you know, these girls are dope. And it's not just cause they're girls. They're just human beings that make really good music. And I hope that at some point we don't have to be like, you're this dude or you're a dude and you're a girl. Just be like, you guys just make good music. Mm -hmm. and We don't have to exactly. think about like mm -hmm. labels. Mm -hmm. um, the misogyny the has happened. And like the funny thing about music misogyny is like people don't realize that they're being misogynistic by little comments like, oh, yeah, she's on because she dated this guy right, and things right, like that. Right. And that happened a lot in producer scenes, rapper scenes. Sure. They already automatically assume your success is because of a relation who, a to relationship a right. of some sort. Exactly. You know, and I feel like that's happened a lot even in the rap space. You know, like I, I look at the recent rap thing like Coyle Ray or something. Mm. Like a lot of they've been hating on her so hard, which feels like extra a little bit. Right. You know, not just like regular hate, but they associate her with like trippy red you know right right being right, like right. she wouldn't have a career if it was for trippy red or some shit and i True. feel like that's just very unfair fuck that dude you know it just teaches you like don't date musicians because if you don't want which is unfair right wait you wait, should, wait 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 <laughs> no i'm kidding you should yeah. i mean like for a lot of women that i know it's like if you've gone through one relationship with a musician and then people start doing this thing where they start attributing what you do to that person you'll right. never date one ever again you know it's like but it shouldn't be that way you should just like date whoever you like and like not have to think about that but in this like true weird self-protective way you're like well 
I know that when I dated this producer guy, like whatever, like 15 years ago, everyone started thinking that he did all my shit or mm. that like everything I did was responsible or he was responsible for everything that I did, etc. I was like, I don't want to really deal with that again. So then I decided at that point, like it became unattractive when someone was like too similar in my space. Um, right. But I think musicians that are not in your space, like if you like I decided to date like an indie rock guy, then I think probably wouldn't feel as weird. Do you but. think it's the same thing for like a woman when the woman's, you know, the, the musician and they're dating someone else and they, you know, they get their they pop off because of that. The female musician, is it correlated in that way as much? You know, now it is. I think now it's like if you have like some dude dating like a Cardi B or whatever, people are going to look at him and be like, maybe you're only shining because you're dating like Rihanna or right, whoever. Right. You know, if you're like popping off really hard as a girl and as a woman that you're going to just tower over any of your male like partners, boyfriends, girl, whatever. Yeah. yeah. It, it, I guess that's a sign of equality. I don't know. Shout out to Kevin Featherline, who was the OG, I believe, <laughs> <Let's go. laughs> the guy who milked the shit out of that. No, I mean, yeah, I, I think long as you're okay with yourself, you're mm -hmm. not insecure about it, like you can exist in those kind of relationships. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? But is that a kind of a piece of advice you would actually give to other musicians coming up? Like don't date another musician. No, 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 no. I shouldn't say that. I think for me it's just like you have one one bad story and then you create a myth about all these people, right? Like if you date a musician once and then this scenario happens where people are like, Yeah, you know, it's not you, it's him, whatever. It doesn't mean the next time it's going to be like that. It's not going to mean the time after that. They're all you create this myth like, OK, if I date this guy that's a musician, they're all going to do that. And it's not. Mm. But I think for me, it's like and and since then I have dated other musicians, but you have to do what's right for you. And for me, it's like sometimes like, I don't know, musicians are like less attractive now. Maybe that's <laughs> just, I don't know if that's like self-preservation, but what, the lifestyle in particular or um, maybe the lifestyle. <laughs> But also just like when you're doing so much in your own life, like someone has to hold it down a little yeah. bit. So it's that's nice true. to have like that's true. a partner that balances you out. And so if I'm the one that's like out and about and touring and gone, which usually historically is like the male model, yeah. like that's usually the dude leaving on tour, the dude and the girl holds it down. For me, I need like it works better if I have a guy that kind of holds it down is not doing the same thing. How, how did you how have you balanced, you know, because I'm kind of going through this right now where I've kind of removed myself from this toxic hustle culture mind state. And I think a lot of people have been doing that in this yeah. past year or so. Right. Um, just kind of slow down and being like, yo, I'm going to sacrifice some of the times I could be working full on to do be present extracurricular activities yeah, exactly. you know, go to the beach, yeah. soak in the sun. <laughs> I've been doing all that. And I want to ask you, because I feel like you've balanced that really well. Every time mm -hmm. I talk to you, you go on these little excursions and all yeah. that. It's like for me i just started getting so exhausted that i started to to dislike what i do you don't want that you're like this is a blessing to do music to be yeah. out here to to live this life and you start to resent that you have to go and like really take a step back and reset yeah reset and just actually just look and observe and be like why do i feel this way and then you realize oh it's because i'm doing it so much that it's not fun anymore mm. so for me saying no is really powerful also just a good business decision. Sometimes just say no because you'll yeah. like every time you say no, something will come around that'll pay you twice as much. That'll make up for that anyways. I feel like that. I feel like, you know, we talk so much about like our parents, right? <clears throat> Sacrificing so much time and 
working so hard every day. Right. And then automatically people start as like, because of that, we have to work hard. Yeah. yeah. But actually what the action should be is like, because of the sacrifice, you should be able to do the things they weren't able to mm. do. 100%. And that is taking time for yourself, mental health and enjoying life. Yeah. And so I started kind of rewiring the way I think about that. Cause in the beginning it was automatically like they sacrifice so much. So right, I right. have to exactly. grind. There's so much pressure, exactly. man. but it's actually the opposite. You actually, what they would want you to do is yeah. actually enjoy your life. They grinded that hard so you could coast. You exactly. Know I mean? Exactly. And then I always, I flipped this rewiring thing where originally I looked at it as like my parents kind of failed first mm. like in the american dream so i gotta continue it exactly but i realized no it's not failure it's actually sacrifice and that's how i'm kind of learning to live my life now. i'm proud yeah. of you bro yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> someone was telling me recently that like to get to your korean parents you have to use sacrifice and guilt because that's what they use on you damn so let's say um hypothetically you wanted to get you wanted to get your your parents on this podcast and they'd be like oh hell no if you said, oh, like mom, dad, it's because you're so dope. They'd be like, nah, but if you exactly. go, no, I need you to do this. I need you to like do this for me. It's so important because like if you don't do this, whatever, then they'll right, be like, right. okay, I have to do it. Yeah. yeah. So weird. Wow, that is true. This is like this manipulation channel. But they do that to us. Yeah, so yeah, that's yeah, yeah, so yeah. allowed. So it works, it works the other way, but it's that's weird. The psychology where if you just say something nice, like you would be so great at this. They'd be like, nah, nah. But if you go like, oh, if you don't do this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Exactly. All these bad things are going to happen because Koreans understand sacrifice. Yeah. 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 I, I, you know, I want to talk to you about, I mean, we've already, I feel like I don't want to go into just like, oh, how do your parents feel like what you do? It's more like you've been in this for a long time. So mm -hmm. I want to kind of actually just ask you about how have your parents come to this long of a career that you've had and like, how do they look at your career now? You know? Um. I mean, I have like a single mother and so she worries about me a lot and I'm like the youngest and my sister is like a lawyer. So it's like a pretty not the, like so different than what she wanted me to do. But but it's a steady career at this point. You've been. Yeah. In now, she's not, even, she, you know, now she, she's not even tripping. She's like like. She just like how's work. Yeah. She's like how's work, right? Because it's it's your she knows she knows and the she deal. She like sends me like really nice cacao messages, being like, "Oh, my beautiful daughter, I love you so much." And I was like, "Dude, she was not. She like when I was really young, she tried to cut my hair off." Yeah. You know, like psychopath. When did right. that change for you? I think for her, she mellowed out a little bit, and then uh, also felt more sure that I was okay. Yeah, I mean, every year. Often? If you're <laughs> um. Maybe like once a year. She lives, she oh, retired okay. and lives with my sister in Fairfax, which is kind of like the oh, okay. area that. Yeah, yeah. Virginia. Right Virginia, yeah. Virginia. Yeah, not, not Fairfax. No. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, wrong one. Yeah, but I mean, how um, at this point is she familiar with the industry? Like, she does tries she know? to act like she knows. She's like, <laughs> does she send you like another like DJ, like a, a yeah. female? She's like, who's this bitch? Like, <laughs> she, does, she tries to be all like my business manager slash lawyer, where she'll mm. be like, oh, I just read this article in the Korean newspaper where um, a classical pianist was uh, like, I don't know, gypped all his. I was just like a bunch of bad shit, like yeah. lost yeah. his money, bad manager, and I'm like, this is not the same Aww, thing. So she's still worrying. But that's for cool. You, she's still trying to like, like yeah. involve herself. In when you look at like, it that way, it seems really sweet. But when you look at it from my lens, I'm like, for sure, just let me do my yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. She yeah. sends you some yeah. producers beat, like, yo, he's biting her shit. <laughs> no, now now it's going to this other thing where all my younger um, extended family that are kind of getting into music. Now mm. we have families going like, oh, well, Jen, you know, you know, she does this <laughs> exactly, and so I'm like. 
he does classical guitar. I don't know how to help him, but they'll just be like, ask, you know, like. That you know, is like, always the funniest thing, yeah. right? If there's slightly connection, they're trying Come to on. connect you. I, I get that once in a while, too. Like, oh, this guy plays cello or something. I'm like, what do you want me to <laughs> what do? You do, want me to do I'm with like, this? I, I don't understand. I mean, I'm sure there's a way to implement it, to yeah. be honest. We, but. We, guitar Center, we're a guitar center. What do we get? Yeah, 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 yeah. Nah. Damn. But that, that's pretty cool. I mean, um, have you ran? I, this is something I'm always curious about nowadays when. Um, you have other Korean families now, like having conversations, and now there's so many new generation kids that are in unconventional professions. Right? Have you ran into anybody else's son or daughter or cousin that does like something in this Not. field? Um, like professionally? Yeah, like professionally, like another um, family son or daughter no, that's like well, a rapper. My sister's like nephew in law, so my brother in law's like nephew. He. He started making beats on SoundCloud and then he was getting bigged up by like snake hips and stuff. Mm, yeah. And I was like, oh, good job. But I think now he's like going to like law school or medical. I, I love, I, want, I can't wait to hear those convos. Like, oh, my son's a SoundCloud rapper. <laughs> 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 he goes to school in Florida. He's a SoundCloud rapper. Yeah, no. Oh my Do God. Do they refer to you guys as like the mentor? Like when there's someone in the family that the parent, they're like, oh, I want to be a musician or whatever. Like I want to be a creative. They're like, oh, go talk to this person. Oh, I don't have a big family. That's a thing. I wish that was, yeah, I had some like young super cousins. Yeah. Either. I only know like half of it. I always so. thought that would be kind of cool to have like little cousins or something that want to be rappers. I'm like, oh, you got some shit spit, you know? Yeah. Like, but what if they, to... what if they're really bad? I mean, you know, everyone's, I, I don't, I don't mind the bad part, but because everyone gets, you know, yeah. you get better with yeah, practice. Yeah. That's, it's, it's not like everyone's born with so you guys see that know? drive, you know? Yeah. I don't think anyone's really born with it. I think you gotta, you gotta just practice. That's all it is. Have you, you know? guys ever, have you guys, I mean, not that you guys are older, but you guys are kind of a bit in a different <laughs> Jesus, age. Right? I'm just wondering, like at that point, do you start <laughs> wanting to mentor? I'm sorry. Do you guys like want to mentor some like, or have you mentored? Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Look, sure. I'll tell you right now. I haven't even wanted to mentor anybody, but I ended up mentoring people. Right. Like you can't, you kind of just fall into that area where people are going to look up to you. They ask you for advice and you're going to naturally respond. I, yeah. I, I'm not going to be like, I don't want to. I literally that. asked dumb last week. I was like, we were just drinking. I was like, can you mentor me? <laughs> like I wanted, I nah. wanted to be under his so mentorship. You have few. What makes a good, like if you want to be someone that, you want wants to mentor somebody what's the mm. term what's the term for the opposite the apprentice mentee mentee the ment yeah. so to be a good mentee what are like good things a good mentee and then what's like really something fucking annoying oh about i'll tell you that's a that's a good, good that's question a good. actually because a lot of people always ask about the mentor right but the mentee has to have the right mentality <laughs> 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 um, what, what i mean by that is because i was a mentee right. to a mentor of mine right, brian right, right. lee oh i actually yeah. gotta talk about that Let's too go. yeah. Um, Brian Lee was my manager, my first ever manager and an early mentor that really helped me set up my career today. And yeah. I'll always say that. But this dude, uh, first of all, I met him through Jen, actually. Wow. Really? Yeah. yeah. A lot of you people don't Brian know this. A lot of people Jen? don't know this. Wow. So he was a photographer. as a, He was doing it as a hobby. And they, they were friends from college or something? Yeah, college. He's, he's actually like a little bit older, but then... Still, I guess like kind of a college friend still. Okay. So yeah, so Irvine. they were college friends. And at the time, both of us are, you know, like grinding, being independent artists. And she's like, yo, you need press photos, whatever. Like right, she right. might have taken some photos yeah. for her. Yeah. Links me up. I meet this guy. We're just, I need press photos. So we're taking photos. And while we take, he's taking photos, he's like, what's your one-year plan? What's your mm. five-year plan? I'm like, who the fuck is this yeah. guy? Yeah, I've never been asked that. Like what my five-year plan was like right. at that age, you know? And, um. 
So we started having a conversation. He started throwing out, throw, starts throwing out ideas on what I could be doing. Cause at the time I'm getting like millions of views on battles, but he's like, these aren't even on your channel. Like you don't own any of this. But I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> you know, I, yeah, just, I, yeah, I didn't yeah, give yeah. a fuck, you know? So we start talking about things and all of a sudden actually start hanging out and he starts managing me. And I was just his first ever artist that he's managed, but you can tell he wanted to build something, right. you know? So I'm working with him, but I noticed there was a problem like as he was mentoring me, like I was really good at talking my way out of things and being lazy by doing that. Yeah, you gotta show up. I didn't have any disciplinary figures going up. My parents were always at work. I, you know, we have a language barrier. So when they need like a report card signed, they were just like, you, you sign it. Exactly. So I just got away with shit. When I dropped out of high school, my parents didn't know for like a year and a half. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> a year and yeah, a half? Yeah, they didn't even know I dropped out of high wow. school. They were so busy, you right. know? So I'm doing it, and then he was the one guy who, if I talk my way out of things, he just like he blocked me. Yeah, he knew he what I was him. doing, you know. So you need that one person in life that is gonna be able to check you. Like yeah. you're gonna hit him with a check, they're gonna yeah. be like checkmate, you know. He was that guy, and I realized I had this thing. I had this always excuses, a wall up that I had to kind of take down. Yeah, mm -hmm. and that's what I learned. If you want to be a good mentee, just shut up and that's listen. True. Just shut yeah. up. You have to show up and do the things, you know. And I think a good mentor is always someone that holds you accountable. Right. But like you mentioned this earlier about being a good mentor, like them said, you didn't even choose Like You ended up mentoring people. What I think people don't realize is people in role model, like roles. If that make, wait, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. 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 Half the time you don't choose, like I don't choose to be a role model for anyone. Like, and neither do you, but what ends up happening is you become a role model and then you, I guess responsibly try to take ownership of that. Some people are like, yep. I'm not a role model. I'm not right, here to right. be a role model. But I think there's something good about being like, okay, I didn't choose to be in this position. But now that there's like younger people that look towards you to be like, because you did it, I think I can do it. You got to show up for them too. It's there. Mm -hmm. You can't, you can, you can keep denying it, yeah. but it's there. You know what I mean? It's like a Peter Parker thing. Mm -hmm. Great responsibility. Great power <laughs> comes great responsibility. That's real That's shit. True. That's true. You get to that point, you can keep saying it, but you clearly have a thing there and yeah. you're responsible for that. Like people are listening to everything you're saying and, you know, and looking at you as an example. For so sure. I don't know. I think a part of that is just growing up, accepting yeah. that responsibility. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. I mean, honestly, a lot of mentorship, exactly like what she said, it organically forms, you know, you don't always like have to state that this is a mentorship like me being around peers that are just like working hard. That's a mentorship to me. Like mm -hmm. I, I see it from afar, like me being next to them in the studio, just even seeing their like life decisions. Yeah. Like th when they're when they're killing it, like I feel inspired and almost like that competitive spirit. Sure. You know, I want to learn from that. Sure. Like I, I'm blessed every day to be surrounded with people that are successful. You know what I mean? And like in the same like realm that I'm in, you know, we didn't go the corporate ladder route. We we followed our dreams. But in, when we were younger, it's like, oh, the, dis the discipline was it was weaker. It was more about like, yo, let's chase it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Let's 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 dive into it. But then there's a shift where it's just like, OK, but if you're not responsible, if you don't show up, if you don't wake up, then you're going to fail. And to see people step up in that, it's mentorship. Re representing a big community right. like, you know, like Jen, she represents a lot of women. 100%. Right. And then accepting that responsibility is really selflessness. You know, when you get older, yeah, being like it's bigger than me yeah. is selflessness. It's right. like letting go of your selfishness. And, and I think. There's a lot to like, that's how you really feel like you can respect an artist. I feel like mm. when it's bigger than them, yeah. you Do know? you think about, um, 
This is like existential, like weird question. Do you ever think about like if you're gonna have kids? When? Or if? if? Oh, if or when? Um, do I think about it? Yeah, I do think about it, and so you, I'm, I'm kind of scared about it a little bit. But you, you w w is that something that you make a life goal? Like I need to have kids. No, you know, you meet homies. They're like, my life goal is to have a family. Like Lewis, my manager, he was so happy to have like a little girl, but because I think it could rewrite his story and how he grew up. For me, yeah. it's like. I don't know if I need kids because like the music and the influence that that has, that's like my legacy. People have kids mm. for like legacy right. and things like that. Right, I'm like, right, right. I don't really know if it's I like, need like, I have sons already right now. Dude. <laughs> yeah. I got kids. But that, that's actually a good point because mm. I do feel like you brought up a really good point because everyone thinks of it as a legacy, but it's like, it's not that far off to what, what you leave in this other space, mm -hmm. you know, with one kid or whatnot. I don't know if there's like an ego thing there sometimes. No, you know? I mean, I, I agree and disagree. I think it's like one dimension. Definitely there's that legacy, what you do with your work, you know what I mean? And the peers that you have. But with a son or, you know, with your own blood, it's it's much more than just a performance part of it, you know, or like the the work part of it. I've let, I've let go of the idea that kids are a legacy for me. Mm. Like I've grown out of that. And that was early, early on. I was all about that. I've grown out of it because now what having a kid means to me is an, a type of life experience yeah. that I, I never will get to have unless I have a kid. Right. Because I see people with kids and they're experiencing something else. Yeah, like that's 100%. it. And my life goal has become now to experience as much as I can while I'm alive. Yeah. And that is definitely one of those life things you I feel like would be great to experience. You should come to Burning Man. <laughs> How many Burning Man? I thought we're here right now. <laughs> no, uh, three or four or something like that. I definitely want to go. Yo, this is I wild. Is it, is it coming back or what? Uh, this year, I don't know. I mean, I'm not like as crazy burner as like a lot of people out there, but it's pretty, it's pretty lit. Hell yeah. I want to run around butt naked with Jeff Bezos. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go, Jeff. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, so it looks lit. It looks what, lit. What's the just Burning Man for dummies? Like, what exactly is Burning Man? Okay, so it, it's always going to look weirder from the outside. So I refused to go for like a long ass time because I know all these people that would go. My manager would go and they'd be like, yeah, Jen, you just love this. I'm like, okay, you guys are hella dirty, a bunch of hippies. <laughs> right, right, right. You know, like people with dreadlocks. I don't think you're supposed to have them. You know, it's like a weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a weird scenario. And I don't, I don't identify with what visually you think of when you think of Burning Man. But then my friend started going like Laura Fama mm. and like. Yep good homies would go and I was like well I trust them they're not corny they're not weird yeah, yeah. they're like they're they would come back and just be like wow that was really amazing and instead of being like anti I was like oh, I'll try it yeah I'll go here so then I went and I was like dude this is so much fun and I think people are really apprehensive because when anyone has a life-changing experience people ultimately think like cult something right. weird mm -hmm. you sure. know That's and in reality it's just like it's like a fun festival in the desert where everyone's allowed to just be free that's it wow i'm down you do you see people sometimes one of those yeah I'm down sometimes you see men with like shirts and no pants but it's cool yeah we could have a fun with dumb burning man retreat yeah burn with dumb. although i don't think steffi wouldn't even care for that right there <laughs> I, I think i'll be go fun. alone <laughs> i haven't been to a music festival so i want oh she's never been to a music festival. anyone oh come to coachella Whenever that is I next year, come to. Yes. You just got to go to a Tokyo Monster. Yeah, show. I know. you're at a music show. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, no, but it's, yeah, because she's she has a lot. Like, actually, we can go to that combo where you consider yourself to be a late bloomer. 
Yeah, I am. So do you feel like this is the time where you're going to try to squeeze in all these life experiences that you may have missed out on in your 20s? Yeah, and I think I have been. And I think a lot of it came from the fact of always being in some sort of I think it's funny because I, you know, I looked up your history a bit because mm. I knew I, I, we had met a couple times yeah. before in the past. You're very smart and articulate. Which, oh, thank you. <laughs> sometimes. We had some conversations. Yeah. And so um, like we came from Torrance, which was interesting. Single Weird. parents. Single mom. Yeah. 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 And um, also, Zot Zot, I'm, I oh. went to Irvine. <laughs> oh, right. You know why? Because like 80% of the high school graduates from Torrance just all end up there. I was like, I went to Irvine. I'm like, this basically se seems like high school because everyone was there. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that so is a lot of similarities, actually. But it's, it's interesting because you started a, a career like in this industry very early mm -hmm. on, right? Mm -hmm. Like you, your, were your parents like allowing you to in no. that world or you just like no. forced yourself into this place. yeah basically it was like okay i'll do what my parents require i went to college i got a normal job at night i'll go to low theory at night i'll go to to like limer park or whatever you know and do my thing while understanding that this is not what i'm going to do for the rest of my life mm. this is just a hobby it's super impractical because your parents tell you like you can't do this right you get piano lessons they don't really want you to become a pianist mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. you know yeah. wow <laughs> and true. i think because you're the younger you're the younger sibling mm -hmm. does your sister have that same role or does she take on like more of the parental role i guess and doing them because you said she's a lawyer right? yeah so like was is that why you had more of the freedom because i think of my younger sister and she mm -hmm. kind of did experience kind of more of what you know that's a good point i don't know yeah. if a parent can have two producers <laughs> in the family yeah. <laughs> oh she's doing lawyer okay there's a little go to law yeah. Yeah. yeah it's like um my sister's so much older than me she's 13 years older right yeah. oh, okay. so that's she really huge. was a parental role but she was also like out of the house when i was really young like by fifth grade she was like married and then she went to law school like even before then. So like yeah. when I was in elementary school, she was already going through law school yeah. and stuff. Wow. So she is kind of a parental figure, but more in the way that she would bridge the gap between me and my mom because my mom was also hella old. Don't, uh. don't tell her that. But um, <laughs> like if there is a crazy moment where like I'm acting out and my mom's like chasing me into the street trying to cut my hair off, I'll like call my sister and be like, mom's being like crazy, whatever. <laughs> and she'll be like, okay, yeah. give the phone to me because my sister also speaks like really impeccable Korean right because uh, she yeah. grew up in Korea Omoni. yeah so <laughs> oh she did she grew yeah up well there. she she grew up in she was born in Tennessee and then moved to Korea when she was in uh, elementary school like sixth grade to fifth grade uh -huh. so basically then had to learn Korean forget English come back to America and then have to relearn English again wow yeah so she has she's had a really hard life so I yeah. look up to her a lot she's yeah. like super supportive but now we're like it's lit like we went to vegas and i like gave her a bunch of money to go on the blackjack table yeah. we're just like sitting there and getting her drunk so yeah. it's like different that's, beautiful. That's, beautiful. that's awesome but then um growing up yeah she was kind of in that role but she was also very honorable older korean sibling like mm -hmm. she did the thing that she was supposed to do so she went to law school she also went to uc irvine oh really yeah <laughs> so, so I, <laughs> 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 I know we're just like for, it's, it's i know it's now. really embarrassing so for irvine people don't know uc irvine their mascot is an anteater and that's like the sign but yeah, what's the zod zod that's that, the sound that it makes the, the is that like a moo or a bark it's a zod that's oh, the sound it makes zod, zod. yeah we'd have like foam fingers that look like this yeah yeah, I don't know how yeah. to feel about it. I think it's kind of cool in retrospect. I don't know. 
So my younger sister has like partied. She started partying a lot younger than I did. Mm-hmm. And I felt like I had to be a parent and like a good role model. So mm-hmm. I didn't do any of that stuff. So, mm-hmm. so like when we go back to the question you're saying is that like I am now re- like mm-hmm. living out my life and doing all the things that I've wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Wow. So that's like a. Yeah. Did you ever resent your sister because you, she got to do all these she things the that you feel food. like you didn't? No. Were you ever actually. like, I want to pop Molly and go to festival too? I used to be such a narc about it. Like everything. <laughs> yeah. I was you actually like, enjoyed being the straight edge. You know what I mean? No, I didn't. Oh. I Because my friends weren't like that. In oh. college, like all my friends were all doing drugs. I wasn't. But then like, I just didn't want my sister like to die. Like I thought if she, I thought if she smoked weed, like she would die. Yeah. Like that was like just my mindset. Misinformation. <laughs> You know, actually to to even go off what you're saying, for my sister too, I feel like she was so responsible my yeah. whole life for me that she smoked weed for the first time like last year with yeah, me. Yeah, dude, that's you know? like yeah, totally. I relate to that. Yeah. That's so funny. now it's like she can go and have fun and I can take her to have these experiences and do fun things. You guys are like friends now. That's like awesome. real friends. Yeah. Exactly. And she can you know, give me honest advice. I can be really honest with her. She's not super scoldy, but she also holds me accountable. Yeah. Yeah. Next yeah. time, next time, uh, Toki's playing a festival somewhere close to whatever. We'll, we'll definitely go. have to. We'll yeah. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. I'm playing definitely. Splash House. You guys should come. It's Palm Springs. Let's give her oh. her first uh, music <laughs> festival experience. Like Wait, no when, when other. Is Splash House? It's like in three weeks. Let's go. Yeah, I'm down. I'm, I'm ready to crack these glow sticks and uh, beads. It's <laughs> uh, Splash House though. It's just like, it's Coachella's pool party. Yeah, it's a, it's a day yeah. party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it does get a little ravey at night, I think. That's I play the day party. Yeah. I like a good Puzz pool party. I'm, I'm a slave to the rave. <laughs> you gotta, you just have to go and like um, design your career so that wherever you go, you can be by a pool. Right. I'm it's, working on it. I mean, I, I, so for a lot of people, when they see, hear about like kind of the gigs you have, it seems like a very fun lifestyle. Is this something, is it kind of like everything you expected, like coming into the game? And is it, is, does it feel like a dream come true? Um, it, it does if I remind myself, but you know how I was saying earlier, like I was starting to resent it cause mm-hmm. I'm constantly away. Imagine flying every weekend, not yeah. seeing your friends, having no experiences in the places that you're going. You just show up, you play and then you leave. Right. Um, the, the, the emotional kind of mental load that it takes to constantly also meet new people every single day Yeah. True. Mm-hmm. That's and true. then like be polite and be nice. And you know, it's, it's really fatiguing <laughs> yes. and also, not to just like you just can't the physical sleep. fatigue too. Yeah, I mean, the good thing is like when I tour really often, it's not like I'm partying every night drinking. I usually go, maybe have like a beer. At the and you got to pace yourself too. That's yeah, why. yeah. And I mean, I party way harder when I'm just like with you guys not yeah. working. So um, <laughs> true. We've seen it. <laughs> yeah, That's true. But it's it is. I have to remind myself to be grateful. And that's kind of like where the Twitter thing came from. Like, I have to say these things to remind myself that it's true. Otherwise, I'll lose sight of how amazing it is to be where I am and how hard we all work to be where we are and Uh um, trying to focus on the glass half full than the half empty. And once you start resenting what you do, it's like, that's not the person I want to be. I don't want to be the person that's like, oh, I have to play Coachella. What a drag or something, you know? Right. <laughs> you it's like anyone who hears that is just going to roll their eyes <laughs> at you. Look at this. Yeah. I'm a poor. I got to go unclog a toilet tomorrow. Exactly. No. Um, but yeah, no, it's gratitude. It is. That's why it's like a reoccurring word that comes up a lot with mm-hmm. mental health. Gratitude, right? Like... <laughs> What? what? What was that? What's what? You rolled your eyes without rolling your no, eyes at no, me. No, I didn't. I <laughs> no. didn't. But I, I know, like, um, our homie, um, uh, Adam, 
Adam goes ham. Oh, you know. Yeah, Adam, who does ham on everything. He out. he throws a yeah. weekly um, journaling thing every Sunday morning nice, at a nice. park where he has, he's already gathered like 100, 200 people every week where they come and they like journal out what they're grateful for. It's become like a huge thing in LA. Like wow. people actually have no idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Adam goes ham. You guys should come out next time. It's you know, really Adam, um, from ham, yeah, yeah, ham yeah, on yeah, everything. Think, yeah. Uh, like old friend, a lot of us in the LA scene because he's throwing a lot of these like underground parties that were pretty wild back yeah, in the day. Yeah, they were pretty wild. They were wild. So this yeah. is like an interesting juxtaposition of like the things he's doing right now because right. he's in a good place. Well, um, he had like a sound bath going. I went one time with my oh, sister on Sunday. Maybe I saw you guys post something. Yeah. Someone yeah. posted I, something. Yeah. Oh, actually, I posted it too. Yeah, I reposted. Oh, no, I just reposted oh. his. Sound baths yeah. are big right now. Sound yeah. <laughs> crystal singing balls. That's I, like I'd be falling asleep. Yeah, it's kind. Of, it's kind of beautiful okay. sounding. Yeah, it's so relaxing. I you know, it. I went to one uh, in Palm Springs. You know that dome that's supposed to have like a crazy energy. I, yeah. Uh, oh crap! I forgot what it's called. It's, the Some weird it's, name. something a tron cyclotron. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I went to that. And then I started snoring, and my friend like slapped me because they not tell to, you not to fall you're asleep. Not right, right, right. Because it's rude, you know. You're like yeah, fucking. Yeah. Like, it also like reverberates. Apparently, I haven't been. You have to make an appointment for that. Thing. Yeah, yeah. So mm -hmm. I did, and I'm all about that. I'm on that wave right now. I think we all are. Yeah. You know what I mean, we got to holistic we energy, Sunday, baby. I think if he has one this Sunday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I, I agree. Though the gratitude, you have to also discipline yourself to write it out and proclaim it. You know, hmm. like. I think Oprah or like I forget it's like manifesting something. manifesting exactly it just it's just I mean more than that it's reminding yourself we we tend to free we tend to remember the bad things more yeah 100 you know I mean? we tend to remember the negative but just to go a little bit extra and remind yourself of the good it sounds so like unnecessary but it's night and day yeah you know like mm -hmm. that and that goes journaling whether it's praying whether it's meditating that's you know it's the same thing mm -hmm. it's just proclaiming I honestly, yeah, one habit that I'll tell any um, aspiring artists or whatnot is just writing down stuff in general. For sure. You know, your ideas yeah. and stuff. You got to get in the habit of going into your notes and just mm. putting a one-liner thing. Because, you know, I'm, I'm doing music, stand-up, all that stuff. There was a time in my life where I may, had to make that a habit. I never did that. Yeah. And I'll tell you right now, like, if you don't write that, you will forget. Mm -hmm. You will forget. You will forget 100%. so easily. And then there's that one moment where you hate yourself for not writing it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I always regret. I'm like, yeah. damn it. Because I tell myself, no, nah, I'm not going to forget. And then when I do, I, I'm like, God damn it, Rick. Why do you write that shit down, dude? Yeah. You yourself. A calendar. Yeah. Get on your calendar. A little black book yeah. even. Just put you write know? everything. Everything. Yeah. Go to Muji. Yeah. I think know? that was like, for producers, maybe it's different people like hum a voice note. But right. I didn't learn this idea of writing down just ideas until uh, like I met this guy who was like, I guess he he's like a writer and an animator, but he also like will do stuff for like South Park, etc. And he writes down everything, and he has like very cool thoughts, right? Yeah. Whether it goes in a tweet, whether it goes in a joke, whether it goes in a as a lyric in a song, just having a thought, and you're like, that's a cool thought. It's fine. Just write yeah. it down. You yeah, might not no. even use it. Maybe like a day or two later, you're like, that was a really whack thought. You ever look at your like Twitter? Yeah, your drafts yeah. and you're like oh these ones are not good <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> these ones are not good you're no, just like, tweets Bleak. were my notes for a while right like just one-liner yeah, funny yeah, yeah. things you know and i started writing on the um, notes because i was like oh I'm how, often, get do you, for this. how yeah. often do you guys send like voice memos instead of i'm not you know the voice messages yeah, yeah i've been yeah, noticing yeah. a lot of my friends are now doing that versus just having text conversations it like, depends on how busy my hands are you know what i mean yeah like if but i'm that doing a new something thing? like this year i just feel like everyone's been doing a lot of people are starting to do that i'm here because i don't I don't messages? like hearing my voice yeah. all yeah. the time, so I'm like, I don't want. It. And do you keep them all? 
I can, I can say what I like. Yeah. I feel like I hoard that. I, yeah. I don't send a lot of voice. Like when somebody that I don't know to sends me a voice note. I usually text back. Yeah, that's what I, I get yeah, a little yeah, bit like, like chill. Bro. I freeze up. I, 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 I get shy. Right, and right, right. And I was like, nah, man, what's good? <laughs> oh, fuck. I think it's the new sexting, too. I think people. Voice notes? Yes, people are like doing that more. <laughs> I wonder Let's if anyone in the chat has ever <laughs> sexted with a voice note. Is that a thing? I think it is. That's like really um, like more revealing because the whole it thing is. about sexting is like you're not. For sure. You're not in person doing it and you're yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you can like hide behind your text, yeah. but when, once it's voice and it's <laughs> That's like- That's so much more embarrassing than a screenshot Ooh, of baby, your baby, I want to see yeah, your yeah, pee yeah. like, Think about how much more embarrassing that would be than a screenshot of your dick. It's just yeah. like, what's good, shawty? Oh, fuck. And you re-listen and you're like, that doesn't sound sexy enough, so you do right, it three right, more right. times. <laughs> but you keep what it, someone's gonna keep it. Yeah, they're gonna yeah. have like a whole Dropbox folder full of all of these like weird <laughs> oh voice memos from that God. dude. Just waiting for a day pick. to use it. Oh, the voice note? You got a voice oh, note? No. Oh, man. You know, Dumb's voice note went public. Oh, <laughs> fuck. God damn it. It holds you hella accountable, too, because you can't be like, oh, someone stole my for sure. voice. This is you know? Yeah, it's yeah. Me. I'm rapping a sexting message to them. And shit. <laughs> That's not my voice. <laughs> yeah. Um, I want to talk about, uh, I mean, a lot of people know the story, but a lot of people who may not be familiar, there was a life-changing event that you went through a couple years back mm-hmm. um, where you were diagnosed with with um a rare brain disease mm-hmm. uh you want, what, what was it called it's called moya 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 yeah. super cute name I know. <laughs> Korean means like what is that what, what is that, that? What is moya that? moya yeah, what is that <laughs> and so, doctors didn't know for a while no. yeah. basically um it's well it's an illness that is very uh it's like the majority of it it's so it's rare but the majority of it does happen in east asia so it's actually oh. a japanese name Moya Moya means like puff of smoke in Japanese. It is common in Koreans, East Asians, but not only, it's like anyone. Right. And uh, yeah, I was just on tour one year, 2015, and with Breezy Anderson was on yep. it too. And in the middle of the tour, I was like complaining about my shoulder to my doctor, but also I had this weird experience at my place where I couldn't feel my foot. Like I was walking and suddenly I almost tripped because I couldn't tell where, where my foot started. Oh, so then I go to my doctor and I was like, hey, this is not super normal. Um, I've actually had a bunch of brain scans in the past when I started getting migraines in college. Mm. But, you know, like some doctors are like, just watch it. It's kind of, you know, it's, there's like one weird abnormality in your in your um, arteries mm-hmm. supplying blood to your brain. So it had always been in the back of my mind, but I had just been fine mm-hmm. just living. So I go to the doctor, we get a scan and it turns out that one abnormality I had maybe like five or six years earlier got really bad and there's multiple abnormalities wow. now. So I only had about 10% of blood flow on the left artery supplying, <gasps> brain, brain, supplying, supplying blood, blood to yeah, this yeah. side of my Damn. brain and then um, like eight on the other side. That's yeah. wild. And the yeah. reason why I was alive and functional is you, your brain starts to grow these tiny little veins that looks like a puff of smoke in the like in the imaging right Whoa, okay. so it's almost like if the 405 shuts down yeah. what are you gonna do you're gonna start getting take off exits. yeah exactly. and then take uh these like side roads and street roads but right. they're not meant to handle that much that That's many beautiful cars that your body does that though like it wants to keep you alive and going it's, it's, so it's pretty amazing. crazy like when you look at the brain scan there's one artery that came from my spine obviously artery is really important that's how we get blood yeah 
we um Thank you. I was actually, like, is that me? We actually no. have her direct uh, x-rays. Yeah. I, was like, I, don't, I, was, I was like, I don't think that's... We've actually hit up your doctor directly and we've received your MRI cool. scans. Like, um, puff of smoke number two. And I was like, I was like, wait, is that it? No. This mine actually Alex. looked way crazier because mine didn't have that much blood. You can see the blood in that one. Yeah. yeah. Mine just like, you see it go and then there's a knot and then you see nothing after. That's crazy. But, and then the, the, the side, like the, what, the results of that it directly connected with your ability, right, to yeah. to make music. Well, basically, in order for me to not die, I had to get this crazy surgery awesome. where they grafted um, the arteries from my scalp onto my brain. So basically, none of these arteries are feeding my brain right now. I'm completely alive from blood being fed from the top of my head. Or oh, back wow. one here and one here. And so How, I know it sounds insane, right? That sounds I'm like crazy. A, I'm so, like a plant. It's just like a rerouting thing. That's yeah. what they did. They yeah. rerouted the created a flow. couple new freeways, and now we're good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. that's and, fucking crazy. And um, during that time, it was rough. You said at post surgery. Yeah, it's it was the result of the surgery itself that led to their known side effects. So aphasia, which, which is when you can't talk, you lose your ability to understand speech and to communicate, and then. I also discovered I couldn't understand music anymore. So, I mean, honestly, like when you're in that survival mode, the craziest thing is not talking. So exactly. every day I would just wake up and look at people and be like, wait, oh, wow. I don't know what Did to say. Did you recognize that you couldn't? Yeah, I was so cognizant. So I had thoughts like, I'm hungry, I'm tired, I don't want to talk to you, mm. um, I'm in pain, but I couldn't say anything. So you would, were you mostly writing? I can't. No form of communication. It's like that part of your brain that can communicate in any way is completely just. It, ha it has nothing oh, to do with God. vocals or nothing. It's just all your meant like yeah. A yeah. brain. I couldn't ability. write anything. Yeah. So you're just I, speaking to yourself yeah. in your head. Wow. I would imagine there's a lot of frustration. Was there just the most Yeah, it was pretty frustrating. I think the first few days, um, the first like four days when it kicked in, because when I had the surgery, I didn't, the aphasia wasn't crazy. Mm. It was like a little bit of skipping words, kind of like people when they have a stroke. But then I guess with the brain swelling, it got really bad. And I just woke up one day and I was like, I can't say anything. Oh, my God. And then um, it was pretty bad because I didn't know what anyone was saying to me. But then. Oh, even. Nothing. I don't know. Even someone's talking No to communication. You. Oh, I, my yeah. god. It's like English became a foreign language. <gasps> That's wild. And then, uh, yeah, it was pretty tough. But, you know, I'm going to the reason why I survived everything was being able to uh, pinpoint ways in which things were improving. So even though I couldn't talk, maybe the next day I could say a word or two. And I was like, OK, this is mm. cool. And then um, I had to what go on. What was the word? Lo-fi. Lo-fi. I mean, it was, it's, the main thing for me in my recovery was I had to drink a fuck ton of water, mm -hmm. like every day, like three, three liters of water. And so my sister was taking care of me at the time. She's just like, drink more water. I was like, I don't want to drink water. <laughs> so that was like the main thing. I was just like, I'm not it's like no you know <laughs> like, no, <laughs> and then um it was just like i was like man this is a lot of water so constantly like several bottles of water a day and then yeah it just get better and better it was really dependent on my blood pressure actually so i had to take blood pressure raising medication wow yeah 
The opposite joint. Oh, <laughs> salty food. That is a scary time. That's crazy. Hey, yo, you know, round of applause for Toki Monster uh, fucking getting yeah, through that seriously. shit. Being very articulate now. You know, a crazy. Also, your sister's annoyance, like, allowing you yeah, to, like, yeah. speak again. A crazy thing about this story, I remember even after the, all that happened, that there was a TV show where they copied that kind of oh. rare form disease that you went through and it was the same storyline the character was like a dj or wow. something wow hold up that was so fucked up by the way but i guess like you don't own in your like intellectual rights to like your story or something crazy but yeah what? some like lame tv show there's like a medical tv show where they, yeah. like, every episode is like a rare medical condition yeah, 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 yeah. and this girl <laughs> has like the same kind of disease in the show that's fucking wow and i remember you tweeting about it. everybody was like what the fuck yeah Come yeah, on, that's dude. Me, like, dude. yeah yeah that was like so no chill someone just tweeted they're like hey you know um the show it was called not the interns. What is it like? Like residents or something? Something to yeah, do with yeah, like yeah. like all of that. And they're like, yeah, you know, did they ask you to do this? And I'm like, what? So I pull up my Hulu and I watch this episode. I'm like, you're fucking kidding me. So they have a girl who comes in who wants to be a DJ or who's like aspiring to be like a big DJ, big festivals, and she has the exact same illness as well, that's me. That's right. Her name was Pokemonster, which is <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> she's watching like boy, boy. <laughs> <laughs> No, but I remember you tweeting about this. Did you ever? Uh, I talked to my lawyer and stuff because, like, to be honest, I felt that was like, uh, you know, like you're commodifying my story, which was like a really difficult time. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. that is fucked up. That's fucked up. And I don't know if it came from a place that, like, even if they just asked, be like, hey, you know, the story, blah, 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 maybe I'd I'd be pretty chill, but just stealing it and then like reconfiguring it. Yeah, that's yeah. fucked up. Yeah, and though also the way that they saved her, I'm like, it was, it is not like that. <laughs> they have like an emergency they to wrap surgery. It up at the She's end like completely <laughs> normal. I'm like, this is not. Yeah, right. yeah. a fair portrayal. I just thought it was pretty fucked. She's up. at the festival, yeah. frozen, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, it just starts playing the drum pad. <laughs> <laughs> She's doing it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that. But I, that's amazing. And I, I remember reading all about that story. Um, you know, in, in the LA LA Weekly, and that was amazing. Yeah, I mean, really crazy like story. Actually, that's a powerful that story. Yeah. Crazy. How how this disease affects you so directly with with your music with your ability, yeah. and and I feel like that's such a scary thing right and we hear about these stories in athletes and stuff yeah. and, and how they overcome that and that's that's really amazing man yeah. i think that's also a driving force between or uh, driving force behind why i take time to myself mm. you know tomorrow's not guaranteed by any means yep. so do you want to live today being hella stressed out or you know go to sound bath you know go relax go mm. do whatever go run at the beach you know do you want to spend it like stressed out because you're constantly trying to hustle like you've hustled enough. Take some days to like. That's real, you know. Honestly, we always hear that it's like tomorrow's not guaranteed. Right. But yeah. most of us are like, nah, I'm gonna be here. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> I thought I felt for a lot. I mean, yeah, really yeah. long time. I felt invincible for some reason. You know, I, I mean, was like, nothing is more sobering than having to write a will. You know, mm. and that's wow. what I had to do. I had Did to you like, really? Yeah. You before, wrote a will before my uh, surgery, and I was like, who do I leave my cat with? Who do I leave my <laughs> wow. my music with? Oh. Who's gonna do all this stuff? And you're like. Yeah, I might like die, right. but you, but then for wow. me, my options are definitely die or do the surgery and maybe die. You know. <sighs> Damn, that's intense. Yeah. My neck is just. Do you have to be on medication or anything to? Oh, you're. Yeah, it's a crazy, like 
feat of science how I'm alive and I can go skydiving, yeah. I can go snorkeling, almost I can't go to space. So like none of that. <laughs> space is out of the question, guys. Yeah. 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 Like, That's not going to happen. Musk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Elon's yeah. like, you want to come to space? He's like, sorry, I just can't. Uh. I know. Um, but yeah, you know. You can make a track. That can go up there. Yeah, no. there we go. Put it, put it on a satellite. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, it's crazy. They're just like, yeah, you can live without any limitations. That's what they said to me. Once, yeah. once uh, they knew that the graphs were working, they're mm -hmm. like, you can like That's be responsible, crazy. but like, yeah. Is That's it hereditary? Um, I think mostly not. No. Yeah. yeah. And since then, you've put out Mad albums. Um, and recently scored beats on. Nora from Queens. Let's go. I think oh, you're yeah. you're sprinkled all over this season. Mm -hmm. You just literally scored the thing, whole yeah. thing, right? Yeah. Uh, starting from episode five on, yeah. Episode five on. If you hear the music, it's coming from Tokimots, which is great because we've actually all been friends with Nora for quite a while yeah. now, and that's a fun thing about kind of the circle is that we've seen each other come up from the very early stages yeah. and including Anderson or uh, Toki, like me and Toki directly, we've been in this LA scene for a very a long, long time, time. Yeah. Long time for sure. So that's amazing how everything has kind of come full circle with that, you yeah. know, it's cycle, baby. some of the episodes that you scored, I actually in it too. So I'm in one of the episodes. That's so yeah, cool. you're in it. Everyone's She's yeah. in yeah. one too. I was like, wait, I was like, wait a minute. Yeah. Look out for that quick cameo with Steffi in yeah, it. Yeah. That's going to be fantastic. I, I peeped it. You guys yeah. absolutely Steffi killed, killed that. Everyone's told me they absolutely peeped killed it. I'm it. the only one that hasn't seen it. I just yeah, had a score. I had a, well, yeah. I just watched it yeah. because I have to score. The How's episode. the experience scoring something, you know, to visual? I mean, have you, do you, have you had experience doing that? Uh, I've done some scoring before. TV shows are hard because it's like every week. They're like, oh, you know, like, where are the cues? I'm like, uh they're yeah. coming <laughs> you know yeah 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 i'm not used to like i set my own schedule you so know? there's timelines they want yeah and back like, and forths need, and even now they're just like we need all the files i'm like there's like thousands of files oh so I was like, that's you know? wild yeah <laughs> but i have like a scoring assistant so she helps she's gonna help and stuff mm. but that is cool though that i really that's really cool that you know noro reached out to you yeah. because i remember early on when I was roommates with Nora, like, you know, seven, eight years ago in New yeah. York for a couple months, like just getting to kind of know her. Yeah. She was really a big fan of you. Yeah. Like, you know, because because a lot of people don't know Aquafina was a producer right. and rapper. Like she made all the beats to the songs she was on that went viral. Yeah. So she was like a beat head. Like she was oh, literally she's... making beats on MIDI controllers and all that. And one name that would always pop up is, is Toki. Toki Monsters. Yeah. You know, so there you go. It's beautiful. She produces like Rex stuff too right now. She yeah. has done a beat I've for seen, Rex. I've seen yeah. That yeah. Recently. No, yeah. Her beats are, they slap too. This comes a full circle. Awesome. Um, we, we're gonna take some questions. Um, people can call in too, so they're gonna ask some questions here. Uh, First, we're gonna piece put of the Discord Toki. link. Uh, please call in, guys. This is a good opportunity right here to ask directly to Toki herself. And um, any questions for, I don't know, we got producers in our community too. Yeah. You know, um, uh, we have a lot of like kill, uh, women that's killing shit too in our in our uh, chat too. And Definitely. Artists, a lot of artist types. So hit us up on the Discord uh, and as, as it comes in, we'll take your calls. Uh, you can ask whatever. Um, we have the whole crew back. Steffi's back from New York. You were out there for like two weeks or something like that. Uh, well, I was in Boston and then I went to New York for a week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How was the East Coast? We missed you over here, buddy. I had so much fun. Did you? Fun. She's living her best life. I'm honest. That's, I the, know. that's yeah. the that's the theme now. <laughs> I 
Wait, I have a question. What is it like then? So if you are like this role model, like parental figure for your sister and like now you're trying to be like a little bit more YOLO, is it like you're going in super hard? <laughs> right. Because like if you've been right, like right. kind of dabbling in like doing bad stuff or partying when you're young, I feel like I've always kept it kind of like, like I never like lost my shit, yeah. you know, but is it some a crescendo like, or is it you going all that's out? That's funny. Um, this is like a deep dive into <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I think because I lived more of a state, I was used to a very stable life mm -hmm. and I know what it's like. It's like I've lived my adult life in my 20s, like my younger 20s, I feel mm -hmm. like. And mm -hmm. when I was younger. And then so now it's like I am going pretty hard. I am doing every I'm like everything is about having as many experiences mm -hmm. and not playing it safe. Okay. Like I'm overplaying it safe, so <laughs> I'm having fun for sure. Um, but I'm also obviously like very smart about it because mm. I'm like aware of my past a stable life. So I'm mm. I'm ready. I know what that side's like too. Yeah. So I'm able to like go back and rethink like, oh, if I do these things, can I be like, you know, I, I'm I'm preparing myself for that life again. Yeah, it's just I I need to have all these experiences. She's on her eat, pray, love right now. Yeah, that sounds be. more innocent to be yeah. honest than what's what that, I'm doing. What's that thing like uh, in like um, like Amish society where they have like is it rumspringa or something? They like have that one week where they go into the real world and just go super yellow and then decide if they want to come Wait, back. Wait, is that a real is thing? Is that a real That's thing? That's amazing. Yeah. Oh, you guys don't know that? Yeah. yeah and they're the, like, uh, Wi-Fi? <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, they get to, they have one week to go out into the world and decide if they want to stay out in the world. I wonder if anyone knows what it's called. That sounds like an amazing Alex, you, movie yeah. idea. Can we, can we look that up real quick? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But that's, yeah, that's that's how Alex came to be here. <laughs> yeah. He was, you know, a week turned into a year, and he's like, "Cafe yeah, Blue." Uh, Yo, shout out to the ones that come back after after oh, yeah. the rum springer. They're like, "Nah, nah, it's too crazy out there. I want back Holy in." Shit. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in here. Um, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna start putting the calls out as a separate video. Yeah. Um, on YouTube. Yeah. Just the calls alone, so you'll be able to find the calls on really? a se as a separate video. Oh, yeah. Okay. We don't put in the main interview. Um, but I want to thank my co-host, Rick Lee, yeah. Steffi Bake, of course, Alex, our producer. Um, and uh, tune in next week for another episode of Fun With Dumb. Peace. Peace. Peace.